Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Malia White, real-life bosun and cast member on Bravo's Below Deck Med. Working in my industry can be very interesting. These are my stories. As you'll find out, my world is a total ship show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Total Ship Show. I'm Malia. And I'm Amanda. Forget <laughs> your name. <laughs> and today we have Bravo's Kate Chastain with us. Hi, Kate. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um... So we're just going to dive right in because Kate, so Kate and I have met once very briefly, right? In Fort Lauderdale. So briefly, we met on boats. We were both on boats, but not the kind of boats people would probably expect. They were much smaller, recreational on a sandbar. Yes, on the Fun. sandbar. Well, we were drinking. <laughs> and neither of us were working on that boat, which is the greatest oh, part. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, other than that brief kind of meeting, I don't really know much about you personally because we've never had the chance to kind of have a glass of wine together. So yeah. I want to learn about you because we're both, what I find interesting is we're both American and we're both in yachting. And that's, um, as you know, we're kind of the minority in yachting. We've just been two ships in the night, Malia. I know. <laughs> So I'm so glad to have this opportunity to chat. Um, Well, I started yachting in 2007 after I graduated from college. Now, I don't know what year you started, but I imagine in 2007, you were, how how old were you in 2007? I was a junior in high school. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. When I started, I, there were Americans. I don't know. I don't think it's weird that uh, I'm an American. I think it's weird that I didn't really like working that I, you know, when I started yachting, like I didn't understand I had no idea uh, what I was getting into. And the first boat I joined was a 189 foot expedition. It's the coolest boat ever. Amazing. Docked at Pier 66 right there in front of the Pelican Bar. And the owners didn't visit for four months because it was undergoing a refit. Um, So I thought that was yachting. I thought yachting was living on a large yacht with like 17 crew most of them like hot Australian or South African guys and like just partying and like going wakeboarding at five and then going to Fort Lauderdale bars after work. I feel like I needed that first boat because if my first boat had been anything like what real yachting is, I don't think I would have made it. So aside from the hot Australians, what was the reason for getting into yachting in the first place? That's a great question, Amanda. Um, When I graduated from college, I think I had what many people face, a quarter-life crisis. I actually feel like the the quarter-life crisis is a bigger deal than the midlife crisis because at a midlife crisis, you're just dealing with the decisions you've already made. You're like, did I make the right ones? You know, quarter-life, it's like, I have no 
skills to live in this adult life, but you want me to pick a career and uh, figure it out. So I wasn't ready to do that. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go work on a yacht for one year. I'll make some money. I'll travel. I was just buying myself some time. And then um, I think it's because of the Australians, to be honest. <laughs> that would have kept me. <laughs> so we got into yachting for the exact same reason. We, we both had like a quarter life crisis. I, well, first off, where'd you go to college? Florida? You're from Florida. Yes, I did. Um, University of Central Florida, go Golden Knights. Woo, okay. I, I only got a degree really because I knew my parents wanted me to get a degree. It's like what you were supposed to do. I got my degree in communications. Um, so I'm still waiting to use it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I, so that's something I kind of want to touch on because I do feel like that's something I, I went to college for the same reason. I've always loved academia, but I went because I was like, that's kind of what I have to do. Yeah. Um, I studied ecology and evolutionary biology and psychology. I was a little bit yeah. of a nerd. But I'm also still waiting to use mine. Like, but then my quarter life crisis came, and I was like, "Yeah, working on a yacht sounds cool." <laughs> now, you and Amanda met at college. Amanda, what was your major? My uh, degree is in psychology. Yeah. Ooh. So but I, she has a big kid job. You yeah. are a financial I'm, I'm advisor. I'm a financial advisor. Yeah, and I have an MBA too, so it's a little bit. I mean, yeah, you psychology oh, yeah. helps. You know, I think psychology, no matter what, though, no matter what you go into, you learn how to communicate with people, which is like, yeah, the most important. Thing. And to your point, I think that while I haven't technically been like gotten the job, you're like, oh, you've got that UCF communication degree. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure that would get me tons of jobs. Um, I think that what college taught all of us is, you know, to meet deadlines and, yeah. to, you know, I think it is, a, I think there's a life skill that we all walk away from no matter what the degree is. Um, I'm sure that the MBA is much more helpful for Amanda, but <laughs> yeah. no, I think it's, I do. I'm glad I went to college, but I'm also glad that I decided to go travel the world. Yeah. Well, in communications, that's so relevant too. like learning how to, again, like communicating with people, that's what helps drive success no matter what industry you're in. Well, and as a chief, right now, we are doing it right now. (laughs) Yeah. And as well, your role as a chief stew on a vessel, you know, that's huge. You're communicating with the guests, with the captain, you are the liaison of the boat, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that my communications degree was mostly like technical, like uh, professional emails. It was like organizational communications for business. But I mean, I think that that helps in any way. I mean, yeah. any education is going to help you anywhere. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I really think that yachting taught me more. Like mm-hmm. I learned more in my yachting career than I did in any of my college because you are immersed in close quarters, as you know, with um, so many varying different nationalities and it's really a crash course in colloquialisms cultures Mm -hmm. and you can't escape it like and you also have to learn a lot about yourself and how to live amongst all these people that's a huge learning curve because nobody that i know has grown up it's not natural to know how to live in close quarters while working with people from every corner of the earth yeah, I agree. I mean, looking back at when I was like a green deckhand and now I can just see myself evolve because you you have to. You have to grow up. You have to learn how to be someone that can get along with everybody. 
um, you know, I obviously learned a big value, valuable lesson in not hooking up with a lot of my crew. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't like that lesson. I think you should always do that. <laughs> at I, least I, just I, one at a time. On that, I mean, well, whatever. Um, no judgment, you know, I'm, I'm actually impressed. I think it's like the subtle things. Like I, w- I look back on who I was when I joined yachting. I would have hated me. It's like the subtle yeah. things where excess talking is not encouraged in the crew mess at yeah. lunch. I thought when we sat down and people were being quiet, I was like, so what are we talking about, everyone? Like, uh-huh. What's your high of the day so far? And they were just like, get this American moron out of here. That is so I still funny. get that. Like, I'm the only American on my crew at the moment. And they're, I'm always like the loud American. And yeah. they're like, will you just stop talking? I'm like, I'm American. I love talking. Oh, my gosh. I love that. So, okay, Kate, I have a question for you because I've known Malia for a super long time. And, you know, we know that she was known for being a wildcat for a little while there um so i'm super curious what your uh first impression was malia reminds me a lot of my cousin um who's like she was a gymnast but she's super hot and gorgeous and guys love her bobby had a crush on her then bobby had a crush on malia and i told bobby because he's from my town i was like well this makes sense you had a crush on my cousin they look just alike (laughs) um i think she's i think malia is the girl that i wish i could be like i i'm not athletic and I, I don't have a desire to be, hmm. but I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, you know, that's interesting because I feel like my, yeah, I think, well, athletic, yes. But I, I like you, I think looking back, I would have drove myself crazy. Like I was the crew member that probably everybody did not want to have. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every boat Malia joins, I was talking about this maybe with Chef Ben. I don't know who I was like. Yeah, it was Ben. It's like, you know, Malia lives in a bubble a little bit. I'm just gonna let you know. Like, have you ever joined a yacht where you didn't have like a boyfriend offer? You know? No, actually, I get them quite often. (laughs) No, what is like to join a boat and not like, you're like, this is just yachting. You go, you travel, you work, and then you find a boyfriend. That's just Malia's life, though. I think like, that's be, how college was, too. She has many, there's many suitors. <laughs> oh, please. Because now, Amanda, you're the psychology major. Maybe, do you think it has something to do, well, I mean, obviously she's gorgeous, but do you think it has something to do with the fact that she grew up with all the brothers? So she, like, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I think it's the tomboy thing, it's probably. A, it's like a tomboy thing, and also I think just her, her confidence is unwavering. You know, like, like I think as far as when it comes to, you know, the opposite sex, like she's just extremely brothers. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter who the guy is, what they've accomplished, like, you know, what they look like, anything. She's just not phased by that at all. Harry Styles do better. Yeah. Right. And I think that that, I think people are drawn to that. (laughs) But Kate, you grew up with brothers, didn't you? Or what's your, tell me a little bit about your story. Cause so I really believe in both nature and nurture, right? That, that forms and birth order. I think birth order forms a lot of somebody's personality. Um, so mine is scattered because I have an older stepsister mm-hmm. and I have two younger halves, a younger brother, sister. So when I'm at my mom's house, I'm like the oldest cause I've got the halves below me. But then when the stepsister comes to visit, I'm middle. Well, then I go to my dad's house. I'm the only so it's like, I get, I'm like varied. Okay. Okay. I'll so draw you guys an uh, infographic later. 
Perfect. Okay, but one thing that you and I are common, like, um, that we share, because I see you constantly posting things about NASA's launch, and you're very mm -hmm. into space, and I think, like, supporting troops and things. So where does that military, do you have a military background, your family? I'm very impressed that you picked up on that, Malia. So my grant, the reason I'm from the Space Coast, where Bobby's from, Connie, who's, you would love Connie, female deckhand badass. Yes. Um, they're, we're all from the Space Coast. Um, if you look at my phone number, my area code's 321. That's for 321 Blast Off. So the reason my family was there is because my grandfather was the colonel doctor for the Air Force. So when they started this NASA, um, they didn't have it. So they he was the astronaut's first doctor. So my whole my dad was a scuba. Oh, that's another thing. My dad was a scuba diver for NASA. So what? I got I got certified when I was fourteen. And uh, so, yeah, space is very much part of my uh, heritage. What does a scuba diver for NASA do? What does he okay, do? So when the space shuttle would go off, um, they had solid rocket boosters that are 120 feet long, filled with gas, and that causes the explosion that launches the space shuttle. Once it gets to the sound barrier, you guys didn't know you were getting a science lesson today. No, I love this. <laughs> like, this is, I'm, I love you, Kate, but I might need your dad on the show. Oh, he's so cool. <laughs> I say he would love to have you as a daughter because I was a cheerleader, but he's like, we're going scuba diving. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, so once, once those boosters fall off, they land in the Atlantic ocean. So there was a recovery team that worked on like a 200 and something foot boat. There's two of them and they would go out and they'd be out waiting for the boosters to land in the ocean and they would scuba dive down and put a big plug in the bottom of these 120 foot boosters and tow them back to the Cape. That's awesome. Whoa. That seems like, well, first off, it seems so dangerous, but like it so was. badass. It is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's so your dad. Really cool. Is it, he does, he, he doesn't still do that. I'm guessing. Cause no, he's retired, but he did yeah. it for a long time. Like take your daughter to work day. I was in a decompression chamber. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> like I'm totally nerding out about this. Like, I know you are, but I don't know if Amanda's like, what does that mean? No. Okay. I actually, so I actually briefly dated a guy who, was the aeronautical engineer who built the um, boosters for ULA. And I have a lot of friends who work for like like s different branches of um, SpaceX, Blue Origin. But your sister does some of this too. Um, she actually doesn't, but like, yeah, I mean, Colorado has a lot, like they're building a new uh, yeah. SpaceX office in Denver. And it's like, yeah, it's like a lot of people that we went to college Honestly, with. It's, I didn't know there was um, offices in Denver or bases in Denver for this, but it's just so exciting because the space program NASA ended, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago and changed, whatever. And for our town, it's kind of like Detroit when like Ford, I think that's right, when Ford shut down, like it's kind of like was what our community was built on. Oh, yeah. so now that SpaceX and Blue Origin and Galact Virgin Galactic, they're kind of like breathing new life into our area. I mean, and it's very exciting also that we're continuing this exploration, especially Malia to bring it full circle as Yachty's we want to explore. And I think, yeah. you know, are we just giving up on space? I'm so happy that it's, it's happening again. Well, I mean, you said your first boat was an expedition. I think that for me is like the dream is to be on an expedition vessel that has a submarine. Because as much as like like space and below the surface, I just want to explore. Yeah. Like, I okay. mean, question for someone who wouldn't know that. Like, what is an expedition vessel? What does that mean? 
Yeah, I mean, they're, ba they're basically designed to go to the places in the world that are difficult to get to. So, like, for example, they go to the Arctic Circle. They have ice breakers on the front so they can cut through the ice. They can store a bunch of fuel. They typically mo look more industrial, more badass. Wow. I don't know. What do you think, Kate? What, I, yeah. Words out of my mouth. I was going to say ice-crushing steel hull. Yeah. And they're just not like this poofy little white and shiny boat. Yeah. We are a badass. We're playing red hot chili peppers and we're going places you can't go and we're just cooler and better. Which is like, so, and, and I think Kate can speak to this, but there, there, there's yachting, there's, it's, there seems to be two sides to it. So there are these boats that are very much like, we call them the milk run. They do the Caribbean and the med season and they're all about who can be seen and the parties and the, the white, white glove boats. But then there's other boats that are just, they go. Like, I was on one that went, we just went to the South Pacific, and we were going to these tiny little islands, and we were staying out in the middle of nowhere. And that's kind of the other side, when you get owners that just want to go explore, and it's awesome. Is it ever, like, scientists, like, on these types of boats that you guys would work on? Or... There are those boats, but, and I mean, I'm, Malia probably would, with her ecology or marine biology majoring your scuba diving. Like that sounds like something that you have probably have done or would do for me. Also, I was there to make money, you know? Yeah. So you're not going to make as much money on those boats. Um, and to your point, Malia, there is like all these different, that's why yachting was so great. If you got tired of doing the milk run, charter, 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 go, yeah. go to the South Pacific, go to Galapagos, you know, chill out for a while. Yes. You'll have liveaboard owners, but they're probably cool too. But it's just there's so many different ways. If you get tired of this boat, jump on another one. Do a different vibe. And I think, like, probably from Kate and I's different perspectives. So, like, when I go to the Galapagos, it's like, hell yes, because, yeah. like, I can go diving. And for deck crew, you're, like, constantly, you know, going out and you're constantly going on excursions. Sometimes the interior on boats, like, hardly see where we're at like sometimes yeah. you know they they're like i don't even know where we are because right. i've oh it's so annoying yeah <laughs> so, so annoying i remember i was like it was on my first real boat like a real charter boat and i was like trapped so i couldn't escape and i wanted to but i did it for like i was in the laundry room for two months straight such a charter boat oh. and one day i had just been down there ironing for so long and this deckhand comes down it's like oh god just got back from snorkeling. He was there for lunch. He was just got back from snorkeling and diving with the guests. The colors under there are so gorgeous. And I was like, Aaron, I'm going <laughs> to kill you. <laughs> I should, yeah, I got to remember that sometimes. You're like, I've been staring into a steel barrel yeah, for the like, last <laughs> Sometimes I go inside and I'm like, oh, I'm so hungry. I've just been diving all day. And I'm like, oh, never yeah. mind. <laughs> what a life. I, I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> More thirds too is just there, you know working so hard she's like putting a slice in my uniform oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> um, oh, i mean yeah you, you're right you that's true what are we doing in omaha we're making a podcast a few of my friends have done podcasts like just kind of on their own or out of their basement and i think like i wasn't prepared to do it that way because i don't know the first thing so kind of having heard at behind me and behind us like made the process so much smoother and easier because had I had to do it on my own, it would just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. They can kind of do everything. So media, graphics, coming up with music for the show, like 
They just did the whole package. Yeah. First of all, you gotta find a name. What is that? You gotta get that right. name approved. Is anyone else using that? Is it gonna oh be catchy? Gosh, yeah. Having oh. help with scheduling. Like I can barely get my own schedule going, let alone try to schedule people for yeah. interviews and right. you know, a lot goes into that side of things. So having that help and support is yeah, yeah it's unmatched. Right. Huge thank you to her dad. Uh, that I wouldn't be here without them. I couldn't have done it without yeah. them. Hey, what um, is your favorite thing about yachting in that industry? Um, really the people, both, uh, mostly the crew. Like I've met my favorite people. They're all well-traveled for the most part if they've been in it long enough. They're well-traveled and they know how, they're polite because they know how to live in close quarters. They've got money. So when you go out, you don't like say, you don't look at the receipt like my drink. I was like, I'll buy this round. Like, if they're fun, they're adventurous, and they're usually pretty hot. <laughs> back, yeah. back to the hot. I love it. But I think, yeah, and that's classic. Like, you're right. Like, you make such good friends because they're all kind of in the same mindset, and every yachty is just like, yes, I want to go out. I want to have fun. Yeah. And it's. Well, and also, you're always in a different port, right? So you, mm -hmm. you get real good at making friends. You're not like, sometimes, like, when you're just living in a city, people get snobby. There's no time for that in yachting. You're like, you pull up next to yacht. Like, I don't know you, but we're about to be best friends. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> well, and I mean, you guys, when you're on charter, it's not like you can drink. So you guys probably have to go sometimes, like a really long time. So when you do get that opportunity to go out, you're like, Liz. okay, let's go. Yeah, fun. <laughs> you make a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Party. I mean, some of the best parties are yacht parties. I can end of the only season imagine. closer parties. Yeah. Like they're the best. <laughs> But so how, what about, oh, actually, I have a question for you, Kate. Did you always want to be a stew or did you ever think about being on deck? No, I never, ever wanted to be on deck. Really? And I wish, I wish I had that in me. But when I joined yachting before I really knew what to expect, I was planning, I was like, I'm going to wear aviator sunglasses. I think I have like a silk scarf. Like, I'm not a huge fan of manual labor, sweating, yeah. heavy lifting. That's But funny. I, it's. I, it's something I've, I've kind of wondered, like, I'm not sure who has the more difficult job because y'all have heavy lifting and like danger, but ours is like drawn out for a long time. It's like a long, slow torture. Yeah. yeah. I would say hands down. Well, the chef probably, I feel so bad for chefs because I have to stand in that galley. Dude. All day. But dude, they have to stand. Well, good point. Um, <laughs> They're always standing by the way. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'd say Stu's probably have the most difficult job, no, honestly. No, I'm just saying between deck and interior, I think they're both difficult for their own reasons, but I'm more suited to like the slow burn. Like, you know, I can't do the heavy manual labor, sweating, lifting. It's just, and then also the sweating. Right. Yeah. Well, and also like the thing about deck is if the guests are super annoying, like if you just can't stand them, you can get away from them. Like I can jump underwater. I can like yeah. just tag out with one of the other deck crew. Interior, you like constantly have to be on the ball. Oh, and you have to be providing true like white glove yeah. service to them. If I nonstop. had your job, I would freak. <laughs> I'd be like, get out of my face. You would do exactly <laughs> what I do, both of y'all because psychology <laughs> and you would you would figure it out yeah you would you would find ways to hide so <laughs> you were in 2007 so what do you think because um, obviously I've not been in the game as long as you have and I don't really know what the industry was like so what do you think how do you think the industry's changed since then I don't I don't 
I know, but I have to give you a compliment here, Malia, because you have not been in the game that long. Because you were doing dive boats in Hawaii or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you climb. You worked so hard since I've like we've been friends on Instagram. You climbed the ranks so fast. You worked your ass off. Like, Thank you. Thanks. Time. I mean, it's really quite incredible. Um, I how it's changed. I don't. I don't think it's changed that much. I mean, at the end of the day, you're stuck in a boat. You're working. Yeah, I really think that. I mean, I don't. And also, I haven't worked in real yachting in quite a long time. So, and you're done with it now, right? So, what what are you officially doing now? Can I ask? Right. So, I'm I invest in a lot of crypto. Nice. Um, <laughs> here's the thing with yachting: it's you're not supposed, especially if you're interior. And this is another reason I wish I'd done uh, exterior exterior you can keep going like you could be a captain and that's a great place to end up yeah for interior really the only ultimate position is purser and we all know what that means that just means you are married to the captain so, <laughs> what is that i don't even know what that i is. love that you just said that because currently my purser is married to the captain <laughs> that's the truth like yeah. it's it is funny because it's true yeah. So for me, like I was, I did it. I only meant to do it for one year. I ended up doing it for six. And then I had this other cool opportunity of being on TV come after that. And that was kind of like, people always said, like, if you do any, that reality show, you know, your yachting career is over. I'm like, isn't that the point? Like, I, <laughs> I like, can I get that in writing? Do you promise? <laughs> so that's why I want to like have that be my big blowout goodbye. And so it was, um, but also with yachting, and I think you'll agree you're supposed to save your money. You make great money. Yeah. And then you save it. And then you you don't have to worry about things later. Yeah, I agree. So, and you see, like, that's, I guess, where we differ as well. Like, yours was the big blowout goodbye. Mine was... Your intro. Yeah, I had no clue. And then I got into it. And yeah, I do want to be a captain. So now I'm kind of like back reeling. <laughs> Being like, hang on, I actually do want to be in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a great industry, especially if you can work your way up to captain. Captains yeah. have it made. Holy moly. Yes, they do have it made. I mean, like, captain, or my captain right now. I mean, like, chief officers even. So I'm taking my OOW at the end of the year to be a chief officer. That's incredible. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very good driver. Like, I have a manual six-speed sports. I'm a great driver. I think I could drive a boat. Is it? I feel like it's not that hard. I mean, the stress of it is hard, but, like... Here's here's why I'm not insulting you, but hear me out. Like okay. I just feel like there's a lot of forgiveness time, right? It's floating. <laughs> yeah. You're going slow. Like I feel like it's not like driving a race where you're like weaving out of traffic. Yeah, no, you are 100 percent right. And any captain will tell you if they're being honest. Any captain will tell you the easiest part of the job is driving the boat. For one, you've got fenders everywhere. Most boats these days have bow thrusters. Some have stern thrusters. Like, and you're right. Every you're going in very slow speed. It's easy. That's the easiest part. I feel like I could do that. Honestly, I, my biggest regret is not asking a captain to be like. Just let me, let me just give it a go. You see it right here, but I think I could be like, oh, so move it a little this way. It's like a big video game. Like move it a little this way. You That's have time to like look at it and make a decision and correct it. Yeah, I think most accidents that happen at sea are actual like collisions. And it's because of ego, honestly, in the bridge or people not paying attention. So it's not actually driving the boat that's hard. It's keeping ego out of things, <laughs> making sure you don't hit other ships, as crazy as that sounds. 
Okay, I'm gonna put that on my bucket list. I don't. I'm gonna find a yachty somewhere. Maybe you, when you're a captain, be like, let me just. I've got my ACCW, you know? Yeah. I mean, when I'm captain, I'll just, I'll have you on. I'll take you out. Why don't we have Bobby just let us take one of his yachts out? Okay. All right. I'm doing that. Yeah. I'll start start a little smaller. Captain Kate. I like it. Has a good sound to it. I mean, it does. Mm. Um, Yeah. Did you have any other, what what do you, Amanda? You know, I... I kind of have like a silly question, totally off the cuff. I love a silly question. Like, what is like a horror story that you have from your career in yachting? Ugh. Oh, I mean, personally, my first year, I was the horror story. Like, there are <laughs> <laughs> everything I did was wrong. I was like on that very vintage. It was like a tugboat that had been restored. I thought I was polishing all these knobs in the main salon. I was oh, no. so hard. And what I've been doing was removing a very expensive finish. Oh. Um, I mean, just I was just a disaster. Um, oh, but I was shipwrecked once for three days. What? On an, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you real quick. Sixty seconds. Eighty-six foot azimuth speedboat. Um, I worked all summer on it in the Hamptons because they told me they were going to drop the boat at Nikki Beach in the um, not Tortola, the other one that's not, Tortuga. No. Anyways, Nikki Beach, somewhere in the Caribbean. Yeah. And uh, me with a black MX card and the owner would only visit for seven days. So it's going to be like, I'm going to get tan. I'm going to be eating sushi every day. Uh, and so we're on our way to Nikki Beach after I worked my ass off. And the captain was kind of an idiot. It's only 86 footer and they go fast. It's like a speed. Yeah. Kind of rooster tail, harness and jet drives. And I last thing I remember is him going, I don't like how shallow it's getting. Huh. And Boom. We hit a reef. Oh my no. gosh. And then he was like, he hands me a butter knife and he goes, go down to the master stateroom, lift up the panel in the bathroom and tell me if we're taking on water. There's sirens and everything. And I go down with this butter knife and I open it up. I was like, yeah, we are. <gasps> oh so my we gosh. Beached, we, we beached it on an island that only had goats on it. And he didn't want to call Sito because he damaged a reef. And so he called his brother from Miami who came down with a 32 sport fish to tow us back. So I was stuck on that island with just a case of rosé for three days. I mean, that doesn't sound, that part doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. Honestly, I'm good. Tell him to take his time. So you have been in an actual like emergency setting. That's crazy. Well, here's what's funny. Cause you know, we take that training course. I was like, okay, STCW training, let's go. Yeah. Wow. I got a waterproof bag. I got our passports. Nice. I got, phone, I got phone chargers. Why? I don't know. There was no. <laughs> yeah, where were you going to plug them in? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, we might probably need these. And then I went down to, I did what was the most important thing, Malia. I think you'll agree. I went down to my closet. <laughs> You're like, I can't lose these shoes. <laughs> Vince leather jacket. I love you, but you're just not practical. Oh my god! I, I had to choose. So yeah, I, you can say I'm a survivor. <laughs> but you can, like, I, I mean, hopefully I don't, that never happens, but I love hearing these kind of stories because that's like the actual like sea stories, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. So his brother came down and towed you guys out? Yeah, he came down with this motley crew from Miami, like local Miami people. They brought expanding sea foam, shot it into the hole because we, we had a huge hole. Oh we were sinking because we had a big coral reef. And he has a remote control. So uh, instead of going off the reef, 
I don't know why. He handed me the sat phone and said, call the owner, ask if he wants me to sync this thing for insurance. Oh. And then he and I he hit the remote and went further across the coral reef, causing more damage to both the boat and the reef. I didn't actually call the owner. I was like, that's not my fault. I'm not going to make that call. Like, hi, billionaire. Yeah, you well, also don't want to be, like, that's like insurance fraud. <laughs> That, that too. Well, that's, that was my main reason. So I just was like, I am, he didn't answer or like didn't, didn't pick it up. And also I had to go like pick out my outfits, you know? So it was just you and him? And it's some weirdo friend of his, yeah. Oh, oh no, that sounds terrible. I would have taken all the good alcohol and just been like, peace out. Yeah. Oh, I did. Right. Oh my that God. That is wild. So, okay, Amanda, I feel like that was it not such a silly question? And I really took over with that crazy story. I want to know, would you ever join yachting? Would you ever just like, if Malia <laughs> no, she lands, would not. She, so Malia, know what it's like after we've told you all these fun stories. I know. You know what? Malia has, um, she's tried to talk me into it in the past. And I think like, I'm so much more of a regimented person when it comes to my job mm-hmm. and my career. You know, like I, I don't know. I just, no, you're too much of a, social like amanda could not go months at a time without going to like a happy hour or like oh, yeah you were the most social person i know yeah for sure and i have two cats that are i'm literally obsessed with they will make it on every episode that we do of this podcast <laughs> um and i don't i could never Kate's be away a dog from person. them i'm i'm a dog person too but my girls are my life well, here's the thing. I don't think you should do a month. No, because that's that's the hardest part. The emotional whiplash of like, so we're not done at five. Like I'm still here. Right. But I do think a one, maybe a three day. No, I think a week freelance, a week freelance. Listen, let's face it. Your cats love you, but also, will they even notice if you're not home for a week, you know? No. Yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be, it would be a, survive. Honestly, it'd be, it would be a cool experience and I could do like three days. For sure. I think anyone that wants to go into yachting should try it for like yeah. a week first and just yeah. be like, this is what it's really like. I think I'd be good at no. three days. That's why they tell you you have to do put a full year on your resume when you start because otherwise yeah. we all would quit. Right. Yeah, true. I re- like my first boat, I remember like one of the girls was putting tampons down the toilet and it backflowed the toilet. So there's diarrhea, like shit everywhere like all over the shower everything and the captain's like here's a shop vac i was like what's on right. my shit i'm not shop vacuum that's like who do you call like you guys yeah well the engineer was like i'm not doing that yeah that happened on that my first boat but i was born without the sense of smell i'm gonna get it fixed it's just a long story so i was i already what? told them this so there i was on a stool in the engineer's cabin with a radio telling them when the shit water was going down like yep, it's, it's starting to go down. Hang so on, you were born without the sense of smell. Yeah, can you taste? I sorry, I don't really know. You know, um, I think I just have a very deviated septum. I might get the surgery, but if I do the surgery, I have to do a documentary because I'm gonna be like, I'm an infant at you know this age. Like, what is happening on my face? You can't smell at all. Never have been. No, but I didn't know until I was 14. I just thought everybody else was very dramatic. Wow. Well, you could share a cabin with Malia then and not have a problem with the rest of us. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I'm a pretty smelly person. So. That's probably why I got so far in yachting, to be honest. It's, it's you know, it's a skill. Wow. It's a yeah. super- that is real. That's an interesting fact. I actually didn't know that that was possible. 
that someone could be born. It's called a nosemia. But you know, like the surgery, like would you want to learn? Would you want to smell it this late in the game, or would you be like, nah, you know, I've gone no, this far? Honestly, I know it's gonna be amazing, and then I'm just gonna feel bad for myself before this. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. she missed so much. Do you wear perfume? I do, but I don't know. I mean, like, I'm weighing it. I'm like, I hope I didn't put too much. Yeah. I almost wonder if you would have, like, crazy headaches or something like that if you got your sense of smell, like, this late. What if I hate my dog? What if I gain 500 pounds? Like, like, my life's pretty good. My life's good, you know? Yeah. Well, guys, this has been so fun. Yeah, should we, I think we've learned everything. Should we go to fan questions? Kate, it's been amazing having you. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, so Malia, from Matt Kalin, do you like to sail or do you just stick with power boats? <laughs> I have never sailed, as in like I've never sailed a boat. I've been out on sailing oh, boats, okay. but I've never been the one to sail it. So I'm just sticking for power boats for now, but I would love to learn to sail. So if anyone would like to volunteer to teach me, that'd be great. There you go. Awesome. All right, so from Denny Bradley, is yachting easy to get into if one was in the Coast Guard? So if you served in the Coast Guard, if you've been in the Coast Guard, um, there's a good chance you'll be, uh, you know, one step ahead of the game because you'll have probably some certificates. Um, But it's the same. So the thing with yachting, the hardest part is getting your first job on a boat. Once you've gotten that job and once you've worked on one boat, then the rest is easy. Then it just keeps going from there. And any tickets, any background in either the Coast Guard or hospitality or customer service, anything like that helps. Gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Um, From Katie McGill, how many boats or vessels have you been on? I've been on about seven yachts in five years. Um, I'd say my first couple, you know, my first boat I was on for like a year. um, And then I kind of bounced around until I found another one that I really liked. But um, until you... You, boats are strange because you not only do you have to like the captain and the crew and the owner but they've got to like you so you kind of have this weaning period where you're like is this one for me is it not for me do I like it here yeah. you know because that's a lot of time to be spending with people so you got to make sure it's a good fit yeah so like currently the boat that I've been on I've been on for two years two years and that's a I mean that seems like a pretty decent amount of time yeah I mean two years is good I mean put in perspective some people have been on the same boat for 17 years like because the family is just amazing or the captain or the pay is good so just like any other job it's yeah yeah okay okay from kiss kiss which experiences did you make on other boats um so before yachting I was Um, you know, I worked on dive boats and that was a super, super fun industry. I mean, you knew when I was working on dive Mm -hmm. boats, Uh, it was so much fun. Like every day you just showed up at the boat, you got the gear ready, you'd go out for like a two tank dive. It was in Hawaii of all places. So I got to see beautiful, you know, marine life all the time. And then after work, I was just living and kind of surfing and bumming around Hawaii. (laughs) So like, that was awesome. That was my kind of intro to boating. And that was also super, I mean, that's also like a manual labor type job. Oh, yeah. We had to like uh, huck tanks, you know, like, you know, you'd take out 12 guests, like 36 tanks or whatever. And you're just, you know, with guests and crew. And it was a lot. That was also very manual. Yeah, very 
and manual heavy. Yeah, but you loved it, so. Yeah, I guess I'm just designed for manual labor, even though it does yeah. not look like you it. Are. <laughs> you are, and you love it. <laughs> All right, from B. Kelly 93 what qualities are most necessary in yachting, and what are the worst that bother you? So some qualities that are definitely necessary is you've got to be you got to be fluid in the sense that like you were we're working with a lot of different nationalities all the time um you're not always going to know it's not always going to feel like your home like culturally you know you got to be open to other people open to other cultures you've got to be um kind of on your toes a lot like i mean we don't get a lot of rest so you've got to be you got to be a hard worker you've yeah. got to be non-stop you got to got to be motivated um yeah so that those are the kind of things you have to have some of the bad ones it's a you know if you're stubborn and you don't like being told what to do you're not going to do well in some of the lower positions um and ego like you just can't really have a big ego because then you know you're not going to get along with all the personalities on the boat yeah well and it'll get shut down pretty quickly yeah you also can't be lazy like then the other members of your team are really going to call you out and then um yeah you definitely can't sleep in amanda (laughs) i was up at seven this morning yeah um i would think with you know being fluid that you also really have to be just fluid into what comes up in the day like adaptive like you never know when an issue is gonna arise and you have to be like all right we're taking care of it right now yeah, exactly. Like, for example, like an engineer doesn't really have a nine to five because yeah. at 2 a.m. the, you know, Blackwater alarm could go off and they have to get up and solve that problem. Right. They can't be like, oh, that's tomorrow's problem. No, that's yeah. right now's problem. Oh and gosh, it's, yeah. you know, it can sometimes be a matter of life or death. So right. it's yeah, you're constantly a crew member. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all of our fan questions for today. Awesome. I guess that's wrapping up. Again, follow us, Total Ship Show, on all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, and TikTok, uh, and YouTube. And uh, yeah, tune in for our next one. A Huda Media Production.